Good morning, church. As Emma said, I am Kelly Morrow. For the past six years, I have been the director of student ministries here at Countryside, and I would argue that I definitely have the best job in the building. I mean, come on, it's on display behind me. Isn't it awesome to see our students leading worship and prayer and doing all the things? It truly fills my soul to see them living into, faith, into the faith that they are called. And it is a joy and a privilege to be here this morning, to be able to gather in this space, to worship, to give glory to the living God, as we are called to do to encourage one another. Fun fact for you this morning, the Sunday following Christmas is also known as Youth Pastor Sunday. Because traditionally, in a lot of congregations, the youth pastor steps in to give the sermon, to give the lead pastors a well-deserved break after the hectic Christmas season. So, here I am. And this week, between Christmas and New Year, I don't know if any of you feel this way, but I believe it is the weirdest week of the year. I mean, I don't know what day it is. I don't know if I have to work, if I even have a job, who I am, or I should probably eat a vegetable at some point. But anyhow, let me be one of the first to wish you a happy new year. Can you believe it? Here we are, ready to embark on another trip around the sun. And we all know what the anticipation of a new year brings. It brings lots of resolutions. The ads are out there. Promotions for gym memberships, for the latest and the greatest diets. Maybe it's time to buy that new car to ride into the new year in style. All of these things that will seemingly make our life better. And I love the enthusiasm that many of us have as we set our goals in anticipation that we will see them through, that the next year at this time, we will all be reflecting on what a great year 2024 was. This is always the hope, isn't it? It is also a time to reflect on the year behind us, to take note of our losses, what we have gained, what we will take with us, and what we will leave behind. It is not uncommon when we decide to start something new or to turn over a new leaf, so to speak, that, we, that it generally begins on the first day of the week, the month, or even the year. And according to psychologicalscience.org, people are more likely to follow through with their goals if they start at the beginning of the week. Researchers have found that people are more empowered and motivated to pursue their current goals when they feel like their past failures and their present and their future success is ahead of them. They call this the fresh start effect. They go on to say that these distinct dates help people to mentally separate from their past and look forward to the future. Makes sense, right? And as I read this, I thought, this isn't unfamiliar, this is definitely something I've heard before, and we'll come back to that point in just a few moments. And don't you find it just a little ironic, as I do, that as we have just finished up the most hopeful time of the year, the season of Advent, the celebration of Christmas, and the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we are still trying to find things in this world that will bring us hope that somehow what this world has to offer could ever satisfy us. So, what are you looking forward to this year? What are you hoping for? What are you anticipating of what is to come that will fulfill your life this year? 
And what if the things that we sought after looked much different than what this world tells us to seek? And what if our hope isn't in things at all, but a real and true hope that never disappoints or fails to follow through? I mean, don't get me wrong. We've just finished the holidays. I probably need to eat a little better, probably need to move my body a little more. All those things are good. Don't get me wrong. However, (laughs) again, I ask you, what are you hoping for in 2024? And what does this concept of hope even really mean anyway? We throw around this concept of hope so casually all the time. We say, hope, hope you feel better, hope your team wins, hope you meet your dad, buddy. Okay, that last one, if you know, you know I heard some chuckles out there. If you don't, it's from one of my favorite Christmas movies, okay? I quote it a lot around the office here, so... Okay, so hope is a feeling of expectation and desire for certain things to happen. But Christian hope is different. Christian hope is waiting in confident expectation for God's promises in Jesus Christ. It is an expectation, a confidence that we don't have to wonder if God will come through. For those of you who would like to follow along in your Bibles, I will be in 1 Peter chapter 1. And if you don't have your Bibles with you, we'll have it on the screen as well. 1 Peter 1.13 says, Therefore, with minds that are, fully, uh, that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. This hope that the Bible mentions over a hundred times, it is not a question of if, it is a matter of when, and we are called to be ready, to be watching, to be alert, and to be living accordingly. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then your hope is by the faith that you have in God. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I am so glad that you are here today. You are in the right place. You are welcome here, and I pray that you will meet Jesus in a profound way that you can experience this hope that we are speaking of today. See, faith is what leads us to hope. Christian faith is confidence in Jesus Christ. It is confidence in his ability to bring you through every circumstance of life. Faith is a trust in God revealed to us in Scripture by the power of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.5 says, For through the Spirit, by faith, we eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, makes us righteous before God despite all of our shortcomings and failures. You see, as Christ followers, our hope is by faith. Faith that trusts God's promises and a hope that expects what is to come. Faith that trusts God's promises and hope that expects what is to come. This hope is for the future, but it is also in the present. Who or what we put our hope in today is shaping who we are. Now, this all sounds great, but maybe you all are just a little bit like me. You know this to be true. You would even profess that you do, in fact, trust God's promises, and you do have a a confident hope of what is to come, but maybe not everything in your life reflects this. And we ask ourselves, are we walking in love, in peace, 
patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, all of which is the fruit of the Spirit. Or just like those New Year's resolutions, as we encounter roadblocks, challenges, doubts, whatever it is that this broken world throws at us, do we lose sight of what we know to be true? Do we slip back into the same hurts, habits, and hang-ups, and the vision of hope becomes blurred? When things get hard, so many of us slip back into our old ways of thinking, our old ways of coping. We let the pride, our pride get in the way of what we know is right in the eyes of God, and our attitudes and our actions reveal that. We become full of worry, of doubt, frustration. We can become complacent and stuck. We struggle with jealousy, complaining, criticism, dissatisfaction, thinking that we always get the raw end of the deal. We lose hope in our Creator, the God who loves us, who created us in His image to be in relationship with Him, God with us, who never leaves us in times of trouble, the God who weeps when we are brokenhearted and when we are crushed in spirit, he is the God that is with us. This God who calls us to shine his glory to the world around us, whose promises hold true throughout the generations and empower us to live as diligent servants, manifesting the gospel message in all areas of our life, Wow, this is a big deal. This God invites us in all of our brokenness of humanity to participate in bringing his glory present. Man, if we think about that, how awesome is that? We should be excited. We should be thinking about that every minute of every day. How can I bring God's glory forth in my actions, in my attitude, and how I am bringing God's love to the world around me? I know if I focused on that just a little more throughout my day, my days would probably look a little different. So where do you find yourself at today as we begin a new year? See, First Peter calls us into this living hope in Jesus Christ, and much like the world today, the early church that Peter is writing to is a young church in a hostile environment. It is a group of people from different backgrounds who are learning how to live out this new life that they have found in Christ. And Peter is encouraging them. If you've read Peter, you'll know that he's encouraging them pretty strongly. He's encouraging them of what it looks like to live this out, this new faith they have out. Chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 goes on. It says, Praise be to the God and the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, can never spoil, it can never fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. This hope is for a future reality, but it is also here and now. The hope that we look forward to is revealed as we live out our faith in Jesus Christ. And again, Peter is urging his listeners to live godly lives that will glorify him 
that their actions will show those on the outside looking in that there is something more that offers us this everlasting inheritance. Many of you just unwrapped your long-awaited gifts this last week. We celebrated, we had fun. But I ask you, next year at this time, will you remember what the gifts were? Now, we've heard John's sermon, so we know that, yes, we will remember some of those gifts. But most of our gifts that we receive in an earthly form are fading. But our inheritance in Jesus Christ, it never fades. It never leaves us. Verse 6 goes on to say, In all this you greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you have had to suffer all kinds of grief and all kinds of trials. Well, this is where I believe that many of us, <clears throat> where we stumble in living out this hope, <clears throat> excuse me, that we have. Where or who we put our hope in is revealed, and I am guilty as charged. When things go astray and we encounter trials, when we experience death, when we deal with rejection, when our faith is tested, there is much that is revealed. One of my favorite speakers, authors, and pastors, um, Megan Marshman, she spoke at Chick of 2018. Some of you in the room will remember her. Chick, also known now as Unite, in which you have seen and been buying all of the fundraising stuff for that is coming up this summer. Um, this Megan spoke again at the Chick of 2018. She lost her husband suddenly in um, 2021. At the age of 36, he died of a massive heart attack. Very unexpected. And in a recent interview, she said that when tragedy strikes, what our faith is in is revealed. She goes on to say that if our faith is in a God who gives us a comfortable life and tragedy strikes, that will come to the surface. When tragedy strikes, do I have a faith in a God, not who I trusted was good, but I had faith in a God who would make my life easier and better, and when that isn't true anymore, do I abandon that faith? She goes on to speak about that faith, and she says, good, Good that I abandon it, because it wasn't faith, because my faith wasn't in a living, in a good, in a reigning God, a ruling God, also a grieving God who is. She asked herself, am I willing to open my heart to what is actually in there, whether it be anger or grief, to realize that God's heart is there too? How true is that? Many of us have found ourselves in situations that feel completely hopeless. And as I've heard many reflect on 2023, some of the stories that we've all lived through have felt completely hopeless. Like, whatever the situation is cannot be redeemed, and we wonder where God is. Does he even care? And yet, Scripture tells us that he weeps with us. Jesus weeps. He is in the good, the bad, the ugly. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. Well, I recently watched It's a Wonderful Life for the first time in my life, and I watched it in black and white. And I did enjoy it, I have to say. I am a Christmas movie buff. I watch way too many Christmas movies every year. Um, yeah. 
But if you haven't seen this movie, um, the main character, George Bailey, is a man who gave up, on his, gave up his personal dreams in order to help others in his community. The movie's climax is on Christmas Eve when an unfortunate series of events leads him to think, think that everyone would be better off without him and he is ready to end it all. And this brings about um, the, guardian, his, the intervention of his guardian angel, Clarence, and Clarence um, is, he's an angel still needing to get his wings. And he shows George um, what life would be like if he had never been born, right? And George gets to see all the lives that he has touched and what the world would be like again if he hadn't existed. And George had a change of heart. And he goes and he wants to return to his family. And he is ready to face all of the trouble that he finds himself in. You see, George got so wrapped up in his current circumstances that he became hopeless. And as the story ends, the community, for many of you that have watched it, the community rallies around George, and um, they basically save him, and they've invested, the people that he has invested in rally around him. And he has this renewed sense of hope that when he is able to look beyond himself and his current circumstances, he learns that things can work out. How quickly we give up hope when our circumstances change. The movie ends with the very famous line that every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. What are the things that you need to let go of this year to walk in the hope that we have in Jesus Christ? So often, again, we take our focus off the hope of Christ and put it in our circumstances and how things are working out for us here and now. So ask yourself, what is your source of hope? What is revealed when the pressure is on? I believe this is a question that we could need to ask ourselves every day. What do our choices, our actions, and our attitudes reveal today? Because I don't know about you, but if you're like me, you slip right back in real fast. It's real easy. The God who loves us, the God who poured out his love on a cross because he wants nothing more, he wants nothing to come between his great love for you not the brokenness of our humanity, not the hurt that we have caused others or the hurt that others have caused us, not the mistakes of our past or the mistakes that we will, that we will make. He wants nothing to come between his great love for us. And folks, that is the hope that has called us here today. A hope that gives us courage to look beyond ourselves and all the dumb things we do, all the hurt, all the pain, and live into this promise of God, a living hope. A hope that is discontent with staying wounded and with wounding others. Remember at the beginning of my message when I said, when I mentioned the fresh start effect? that people are more empowered and motivated to pursue their current goals when they feel like their past failures are behind them and their future success is ahead of them. This looks like a lot, looks like a lot like God's plan of redemption, doesn't it? God calls us to let go of the past, to be filled with the Spirit and walk as a new creation. 
1 Peter 1, 14 and 15 says, As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you holy, so be holy in all you do. We cannot do this when we are holding on to the past. We are called that when we know better, we are to do better, we are to act better. So I urge you today to examine your hearts. Do not let your heart become hardened. What is it that you need to let go of to walk into the hope of Jesus Christ? Is it regret? Is it hate? Is it anger? Is it fear? Is it envy? Is it pride? Is it false idols that we put in front of the love we have for God? As we close this morning, we're going to take a few minutes just to close our eyes, bow our heads, and invite God, the living God, the God that is with us, to reveal to us the things in our life that are standing in the way of experiencing this living hope that he is calling us into. Psalm 139 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, I just pray that as we are gathered here today as believers, Lord, that your Holy Spirit, God, would just dwell among us, Lord, that you would speak to our innermost being, Lord. There's so much that is thrown at us in a day, in a week, in a month, and it doesn't take long for just the walls around us just to close in. We lean on our own understanding, God, and we forget that you are the God above all things. So, Lord, as we quiet our hearts before you, will you reveal to us, Lord, those hurts, those habits, those hang-ups that are in our way from experiencing your glory and your goodness. For you are a good and loving God who wants nothing more than to live in an intimate relationship with each and every one of us. So God, I just take this, this moment of silence, Lord, just to invite your Holy Spirit in to reveal to us now. Father God, I am so thankful that your mercies are new every day, God, that we can confess our sins to you and you are quick to forgive them. So God, rid us of all that stands in our way, God, all the sin in our lives, Lord. Lead us into down this path of righteousness, God, that you have called us, that you renew us in and help us, strengthen us to live lives, God, that glorify you that draw others to want to know you, want to love you, and want to serve you, God. Empower us this day as we begin this new year. It's in your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. <laughs>